Good evening. Today we're learning Maseches Ksubis Tav Kafalap, and we're starting at a new mission at the bottom of Chafam the Beis. Today we're going to be speaking about some of the parameters of verifying edus and shtaros. And the Mishnah opens with a machlokes in the Tanoim. Ze Omer, if one of the two signatories says, the top signature is mine, the second signature is my friend. And the other guy says the same thing. The second signature is mine and the first one belongs to my friend. And these people are trusted and therefore the document is considered valid because the signatures have been verified as valid. But if one person only speaks about his own handwriting, I can only tell you about number one, I don't recognize my friend's handwriting. And the other one says, I recognize my, my the second signature, which is mine, but I don't know the first guys. Rebbe says we need to add in another person to verify each signature. Meaning, if uh, signature A is Ruvain and signature B is Shimon. So if signature A is Ruvain and Ruvain says, I know my handwriting, but not Shimon's. And Shimon says, I know my handwriting, but not Ruvain's. That's only one witness on each name. So therefore, we have to bring in another witness from the Shuk in order to verify that these signatures are considered valid and that the Edus is therefore valid. But the Chachamim argue with this. We don't need to add in another person. We don't need to bring in another person. We don't need to aid him in regards to the signatures because a person is trusted to say, this is my handwriting. So that's uh, the machlokas here. And the Gemara is going to tell us what the deeper issue is going on here. Kishetim Salomar, if you were if you were going to come to say that something here, Rashi gives us fills in the gaps. It says Kishetim Salomar. Rashi says Kshetamo the Sof When you get to the very underbelly of what each of these sheets hold, here is what you'll find. The Gemara says the Divrei Rebbe, according to the Tanakam and our Mishnah, Al Ksav Yadon The testimony is on the graphology. It's on the actual handwriting. It's not about the content. We're not verifying the content. We're verifying the signatures which in turn verify the content. But I'm focused on the, the chasimas, I'm focused on the signatures. However, according to the chachamim, they're not focused on the signatures, and therefore they only need the edus of one person to say, this is my signature, no problem, we trust you. What are they focused on? We're not testifying on the signatures, we're testifying on the content of the document, and that is, this guy owes somebody else $100. So what are our thresholds for trustworthiness of a document? Is it that we have verified the signatures of the Adim with Adim? That's Rebbe. Or no, the signatures come uh, with their own territory and we can verify themselves. But really the Adis that we care about that requires two Adim is the testimony itself of the content of the star. Says the Gemara, that's a very nice analysis, but it seems to be pretty obvious. Like if we read the Mishnah and we read it carefully, we probably would have inferred the same thing. So it says the Gemara Pshita. It's obvious that this should have been the Sof. What did Rashi say? The Sof Dvarov. That this should be the conclusion of each of their opinions. It says the Gemara, that's not true. Mahu What might I have said? I might have argued that when Rebbe said in, the, in our Mishnah that uh, you know that we needed the two people to check the first witnesses, that's not necessarily true. Maybe it was only a suffix. Maybe he wasn't sure, and uh, he was going to be strict on both. What would the nafkamina be if he was besafik? So it says the Gemara, if, if he was then five lines down, the nafkamina, hey, 
that had it been that really Rebbe said he wasn't really sure about whether or not we need to aid him, and then one of the signatories died, and he died, then in the race of our Mishnah, when Rebbe said that we need to bring in another person, so then over here, he might need to bring in two other people, Dean Cain, because if you don't, then you'll be taking all of the money minus a fourth, Nechi means less than, Ariva is a quarter, and Dimamona, there's going to be a, uh, only one-fourth of the money will will uh, will not... We call that three-quarters. We call that, that's why the Gemara is it's, it's backwards language, right? So basically, because of the one test one testimony of the man who's alive still, then it's as if, and the Gemara doesn't mean this literally, but it's as if three-quarters of the edus is coming, it's three-quarters of the money and the star will come because of this one man's edus. And had it been that really Rebbe was besafek, then he should have required two edim in such a case and not one, but he didn't do that. According to Rebbe, there is no suffix at all. We might have thought that maybe Rebbe was a suffix in our Mishnah, that it's not at all. And there are times that he'll be lenient and times that he'll be strict. Where do we see this machlokas expressed in the Tana, in the Amorayim? The Gemara says about 10 lines down, you have two people who signed on a star and one man died. So the Gemara says, we do need two people, but how does how do we apply this to our machlokes? Here we see that Rebbe is lenient, and therefore we see that Rebbe wasn't masupak at all. Rebbe knew exactly what was going on. He doesn't require two people from the shuk to verify this signature. He only requires one, and that shows us, like we said in the beginning of the Gemara that started on the bottom of Chafam Beis, that if we get to the very uh, pnim, the very de- depths of each of their shitas, that it's as we said, that the Tanakama is of the opinion that we need to verify the signatures, and the Chachamim are of the opinion that we need to verify the content of the Shtar. Says the Gemara, According to the Chachamim, if there aren't two people in the Shuk who recognize this signature, what, what, what would the Chachamim do? So says the Gemara, a ruse, a very clever solution, third of the way down, Chafa'alaf Amaralaf. Omar Abaye, maybe what we should have said is Lichtov Chasimas Yode Achaspa, the one of the Adam, he should take his signature, write it on a shard of pottery, and he should throw it into the Bezdin, Bishadilebina. And then Bezdin is going to see the star, and they're going to see this guy's signature on this piece of pottery. Umechaz Kele Bedin, they're going to be like, oh, this guy has got the same exact signature. And then Then we don't need any testimony at all about this guy's about this guy's testimony. And then the guy who's alive, and the one guy from the shuk that they found, they can go testify for the other person. Fine, a clever ruse. And that's how we solve for the question of the Chachamim, that according to the Chachamim, that they do require two people from the Shuk to verify the signature when one person died. So here, that's how we get around this uh, this concern of the Gemara. Now, in regards to this ruse that we did, where we signed on a piece of pottery and we threw the pottery into Bezden, says the Gemara, the Dafka Achaspa, it has to specifically be on something that's similar to a shard of pottery. Why? Aval Amigilta, lo, on a Megillah, on a scroll, we don't allow that. When I was a little kid, there was this uh, scene in one of the cartoons where Bugs Bunny would have someone sign just the bottom of a piece of paper. And afterwards, he would go back in and uh, write down, I hereby forego all of my belongings to Bugs Bunny. 
right? So here the Gemara says, what's the concern about the Megilta? Says the Gemara, Dilma mishkach la inish de lomali. Maybe we'll find a person who is not refined. And if I take a Megillah and I write Phil Karish on the bottom, someone's going to go over there and they'll be like, oh, Givaldig. I'm so honored to be able to lend this person $10,000 and the, the conditions of collection are one, two, and three paid by Davis. So it says the Gemara, that's our concern. And even though this was done without ages per se, it's just my signature. Like normally in halachic terms, where, like in America, John Hancock, like that's like everything, you sign everything away. You ever, you've all had mortgages before? Oh my God. You want to buy a stamp just for that one day. You're signing your name 50 times. Where does a signature come up in halachic literature? We're normally focused on Edim. So there's a Mishnah that's quoted right here that actually has an application for where we would use a signature. It's not almost halfway down. That if there is a document that has my signature on it, that that's the evidence that I actually owe you something. I It's not... It's not as strong as Adam. You're right. It's not as strong as Adam, but the document seemingly means something. And therefore, when we're going to use this ruse to verify that a star that a signature is real, and we're going to put my name on a piece of pottery and put it, it has to be pottery. It has to be something that you can't write a star on. And therefore, we use chaspa and not megilta. How do we paskin between the two shitas in our Mishnah? Do we paskin like the shita of Rebbe, where Rebbe holds that we need to verify the Adam themselves, and therefore what the contents of the star will be fine, or no, do we need to only verify the contents of the star and we don't have to worry about the Edom? That's the Chachamim. So Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Halacha Kedibri Chachamim. So that should have been obvious because we know that in the Klale Hapsak that Yachid Virabim Halacha Kirabim. So the Gemara calls it up, Shita. Thank you very much, Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. You haven't taught me very much because everybody knows, even we in our generation, we couldn't possibly know less if we tried. And here, what, what we know, everybody knows it should be the Chachamim. Says the Gemara, Pshita. No, it's not so Pshita. What should have been the Pshita? That Yachid Virabim Halacha Kirabim. So why would we ever assume that the Halacha is like Rabbi? So the Gemara responds, Maudatema Halacha Kirabim Mechaveirov. In the Klale Hapsak, whenever Rebbe has a one-on-one machlokas with someone, we always side with Rebbe. So then maybe I would have thought ve'afilu mechave rov in the plural. Maybe even if there were chacham, and maybe Rebbe was so significant in his power for psak that he would override the majority. Kamash Malan, that that's not correct. You're right that Rebbe mechave rov, mechave rov but not Rebbe mechave rov. Rebbe in every one-on-one will win, but Rebbe against any group of people will lose. These are very important Gemaras for uh, following general Psakim. If you're a posek and you have to learn a sugya beginning to end, you need to know these things because, I mean, whatever, the Shulchan Aruch will point them out. But in learning, you need to know like what the Mahalach is, who who do we paskin like in general, Rav Shmuel, Halacha Ke'ex, but in Dinim, okay, we have to know all these things. That's what the Gemara says here. That brings us to the two dots a little bit more than halfway down. Simen, Nach, Nad, and Chad. So three words to help us remember what's going on here. Some say that it was Rav Chinana who said uh, to Rav Yehuda, or it was the son of Rav Yehuda, who was Rav Huna, to his father. Everyone agrees that the recipient of this comment was Rav Yehuda, and we'll see in a moment why. We're just not sure who said it to him. You just said a line ago, Yehuda Amar Shmuel, that the halacha is like Rebbe. But that's not true because we see an example 
you, sorry, you just said a few lines ago that the halacha is not like Rebbe, the halacha is like the Chachamim, but we see an example where Shmuel himself says that the halacha seems to be like Rebbe. When we Amar Shmuel, did Shmuel really say that the halacha is like the Chachamim? What's the problem? There was a particular document that came across the desk of the Bezdin of Shmuel. And it said under it as follows. Uh, there was a, a person came to Bezdin. It was Rav Onan Barchia. He testified on his own signature and on the signature of his friend. Umanu, who was his friend? It was Rav Hanan Bar Rabba. And then the flip side, that uh, the exact same thing happened with the with uh, with guy number two. Umi the Asar of Hanan Bar Rabba ve Asid Achsimas Yadev Adachad Ime Umanu Rav Onan Barchia. And Ishrunhi ve Kimunhi Kidachazi. So this Gemara seems to be a replica of the Sheet of Rebbe in our Mishnah. Remember the beginning of our Mishnah on the bottom of Chafimud Beis. There we said that if a man said, and the other guy said, that we say he's Naman. That's Rebbe through and through. And Shmuel's quoting that exact case here, two-thirds of the way down on Chafalaf Amaralev. So how can Yehudam or Shmuel tell me that Shmuel holds that the Halacha is like the Chachamim? Harei. Shmuel himself held that not like that in regards to this particular case that's quoted over here. And he shruni vikimunhi, vikimnohi kidachazi. And he verified and established this star to be correct in his Bezdin, but not like the Chachamim. He did so like Rebbe. So that's a stira. How can Yehuda say that his Rebbe, Shmuel, would say that the halacha is like Shmuel, that the halacha is like the Chachamim when Shmuel himself doesn't agree? The Gemara responds, you always need context. When you're a posek and uh, somebody calls you with a question, you need to know exactly what questions to ask. And the Gemara responds, your Amar Leha, who shtara That star was for a yasom. And there, we're much more sensitive to yasomim than we are to to regular people who are not Yisraelim. V'chash Shmuel Bezdin Tohen. Shmuel was concerned that someone was likely to make an error. What was his concern? V'savar Shmuel, 10 lines, 12 lines from the bottom. V'savar Shmuel, Dilma ika desvir lehalacha kerebi mechavero v'lo mechavero. Maybe somebody will hold that the halacha is like Rebbe uh, only when it's against his friend and not his friends. And here, maybe even over here, he would be lenient. Uh, I should say he should be strict and hold against uh, the Chachamim. So therefore, This case is unique. You can't learn anything from this case about Shmuel's general psakim, because here Shmuel was bending over backwards to protect Yisomim, and that's a beautiful thing to do. We always have to take care of people who are in complex situations. That's what Shmuel was doing. So therefore, the question that they asked on, on Rabbi Huda Mar Shmuel to say, how dare you say that Shmuel said the halacha is like the Chachamim, it seems over here that the that's not a valid question. That, that star that we were dealing with was a star for Yasomim, and we were just being more sensitive. Six, seven lines from the Gemara, from the bottom of the Gemara, the Gemara says, Amr of Yehuda Marshmuel, aid the Dayan mitzdarfin. If you have an aid and you have the Dayan, they can come together to testify on a signature. What a beautiful vort, says the Gemara. Rava responding, not really so beautiful, says the Gemara. What's so great about this uh, aid and Dayan giving aidus together? Aid with Dayan meets Tarfin. That which the 
uh, the witness that that the uh, aide is coming to testify in Bezin. That's not what the Dayan is, is looking at. The aide watched the signature. The Dayan verified the signature. That's not the same thing. They're looking at different things. If I'm one of the, if I'm an aide, I say, I saw, I saw Yaakov signing this document. But if I'm the Dayan, I'm looking at it and saying, I know that this is someone's handwriting. That's not the same aide. So says the Gemara, that which the aide is testifying about, the Dayan is not testifying about. And conversely, and what the Dayan is looking at is not the same thing as what the aid is looking at. So therefore, says the Gemara, that we uh, we clearly don't have a great appreciation for this line of Rav Yehuda Amar Shmuel of Dayan, uh, of Eid B'Dayan Mitzdarfet. Rav Yehuda Amar Shmuel is having a rough day. He just got knocked out of the water 30 seconds ago from his previous comment, or at least attempted to. And here it's happening again. And now the Gemara tells a story, which really is uh, just, again, just uh, we're just uh, we're, we're, uh, we're beating him while he's down. Rami Bar Yecheskel, when Rami Bar Yecheskel showed up, Omar, he said, I don't want you to listen to any of the things that Yehuda says about his Rabbi Shmuel. Now, of course, we're familiar with the historical context that uh, Rabbi Yehuda learned both under Rav and under Shmuel. So there's more going on here. There's more going on here. Who did he, who did he learn from? Shmuel. No, no he, you can accept this Torah from Rob. Don't accept this Torah. There's more going on here. But that's what the Gemara indicates. Is that, uh, uh, is that uh, Rami Bar Yechezkel said that we cannot even listen to Yehuda Bar Shmuel. That brings us to the top of Dabchav Aleph from the base. We're going to be going until... Um, where are we going to? Until close to the bottom of the page, and then we'll stop. Three lines to the bottom of the page. Ikla... So Rav Noe, who was a family member of Chia Bar Abba, he went to go buy sesame seeds. Uh, for us, we buy them in a small container in, uh, in, in Jewel. They come in, the, in one of the spice cabinets, in one of the spice uh, containers. They were probably buying much larger versions of it. So it says the Gemara, And when he showed up, he quoted the line that we just blew out of the water. And he said, look at this beautiful idea that that an aid and a dayan can combine together for ages. Omar Ameymar, Oh, well, how beautiful is that? That's beautiful, says the Gemara. Just because your um the mother, the father of your mother, who was Rami Barhama, I didn't know this from the Mephorshim explained, that's what Rashi says. Uh, therefore, you're also gonna praise that line, don't you know? Rav already destroyed that comment. There's nothing to even talk about. The line's not even valuable. So therefore, we see that Shmuel's comment over here was subject to question. The Gemara is now going to dig into this a little bit. Uh, we're going to come back to the Eid Vidayan momentarily. Says the Gemara at the two dots, five lines down on Chafala from Midbez, Amar of Safra, Amar Rabbi Abba, Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Bar Shmuel, Bar Marta, Amar of Huna. So that's the first possible collection of names that we have. The Amrila, some say that the following line was said by a different chain of people. Amar of Huna, Amar Rav. So one of the two. If there were three Dayanim that sat to verify a document, two of the three Dayanim, Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi are the Dayanim, not brothers. Ruvain and Shimon recognize the signatures of Chaim and uh, and Yehuda, 
But the third brother, the third Dayan, excuse me, Levi doesn't recognize the signature. So what should we do? So says the Gemara, Ad chasmu, prior to the signing of that star, we give testimony. The two Dayanim give testimony to the third Dayan, and then we sign. But once it's already signed, we don't give testimony to the third person and then have the Dayan verify. Says the Gemara, that doesn't seem to make any sense. You're going to write it even though we weren't sure that it was his signature, the other, two out of the three Dayanim knew, but Levi didn't know. You're going to sign a whole document with eight, with, with Dayanim before this guy knows. It doesn't even make any sense. This certification process of judges, the Nichtov Mekame, that was written in front of us, the where we're going to rely upon someone's signatures that are there. Psula, it has to be that the signatures are, are on something that's accurate. The Mishaze Kishikra, it looks like you're lying. So here too, in our case as well, Hachanami Mishaze Kishikra. If you have all the Dayanim sign their names, but they haven't even given testimony to the third Dayan yet, what are you doing? It just the whole thing looks ridiculous. The third die is going to be like, I know my name's on there, but I don't know. I don't. I didn't say that. You can't sign someone's name unless they're ready to sign their name. So therefore, we have to make sure that he knows about it first. So therefore, Elaima, we have to correct the second part of this line of Rav. How are we going to correct it? Above, we said, and here we're going to change it. It's not signing. Before it's written down, just the content, then we can uh, we, we can testify in front of the third Dayan. The first two Dayan can explain to the third Dayan. But once they wrote down the testimony, of course he can't sign his name. Once he wrote down the testimony, that's not right. And the Gemara says, halfway down on Chafala Pamud Beis, Shmami Natlas, <coughs> we can learn three things from this Gemara. First of all, Shmami na Eid Nasadayan. Oh, we're back to our Suga. The first thing that we can see is that an aid can be turned into a Dayan. How is that the case? Because we have two Aidim who are functioning as Aidim to testify to the third Dayan. What's happening here? So Aidim can become Dayanim. That's inference number one. Vishmamina, the second thing we infer, and these two things we're going to reject, but the second two things that we infer are as follows. Vishmamina, Dayanin Hamakirin Chasimos Yad Aidim, Einan Srichin Lahaid Bifnehem, that if there are Dayanim, who can verify the signatures on their own. Nobody else needs to give testimony to them. And thirdly, that if there are Dayanim who don't know uh, one of the signatures and the other two do, we need to testify. The two Dayanim need to testify in front of that third Dayan to make sure that everybody knows that all the Dayanim know that the signatures are authentic. Ravashi doesn't like the latter two. The latter two inferences, the Shmami Natlasi doesn't like the latter two. Maski Flor Ravashi. I totally understand that from the statement of Rav, where he said that two out of the three Adim knew about the signatures, that these two Dayanim had to sit in front of the third Dayan and verify. Shmamina, uh, not Shmamina, Shaminan Mina. That we can infer. Ella, what I don't agree with, says the Gemara, says Ravashi, is your second two inferences from our case. We had said that says the Gemara, that's not true. Maybe we really do need testimony on these signatures. Because it may be different because we had the two Adim who were Dayanim. They sat there and they gave testimony to their friends. So maybe that case is different. And really, had they not done that, we would have needed it.
We would have needed there to be Haggadah. We don't know. And the third thing that you tried to imply, which was, and we're two-thirds of the way down, that which we said, that when one of the Dayan doesn't know what's going on, so then we have to teach him, says the Gemara, not necessarily. Really, we don't need to teach the third Dayan. But here it was different because we had nobody else entering Bezdin to give Haggadah. We gave Haggadah this way, but otherwise we would have had a, we would have had a requirement one way or the other. You can't learn that from here at all. Fine. The Gemara now says, Rav Abba was talking in the base Medrash, and he mentioned this principle, this uh, seemingly complex principle of Eid Nasadayan. In the beginning of the Gemara, we said, no big deal. And in the end of the Gemara, it seems to be we're like a little bit more dramatic about it. So says the Gemara, Eisvei Rav Safra le Rebbe Abba. Abraisa is brought against Rebbe Abba, who was talking about Eid Nasadayan, and it was an inference of our Gemara. It's not only a question on Rebbe Abba, but it's a question from the Gemara that Rav Safra asked Rebbe Abba on the Shita of Eid Nasadayan. What is the case? It's a case from Kiddush HaChodesh. Says the Gemara, 15 lines from the bottom, Ra'uhu Shlosha, Vehein Bezdin. Three people saw the moon and they are the Dayanim. Yamdu Shnayim, Vyoshivu Mechavrehem, Eitzel Hayachid, Vyaidu Bifnehem. What they do is two of them become Edim, they're Dayanim. Two of them become Edim. That leaves over one of the Dayanim, and then they bring another two so that the first two Dayanim are giving testimony in front of three, one of whom is a formal Dayan, and the other two who are kind of the fillers. The Yomru, and in this format, they can then be Mekadesh the Chodesh, the Yomru Mekudash HaChodesh Mekudash. That is how we sanctify the new moon. She'ein hayachid ne'eman al that a person cannot be trusted on his own. Namely, that the first two Dayanim cannot give their testimony only to the one Dayan. We needed to make sure that they had two other Dayanim to total three people who were sitting on the tribunal. But if you say that an aid can be a Dayan, then really all three of them are Dayanim. What's with the whole getting extra people? Person number one and two who are giving testimony are Dayanim. The third guy who's sitting there is also a Dayan. So, yes, the first two guys are Aiden, but they're also Dayanim. Why do we need to bring in more people? They're just uh, they're just as good. Lamali Kulehai, why do I have to have all this all this uh halabaloo? You're getting two extra people that uh, we don't have to bother. Says the people are strong people, they're not also Dayanim. Uh, they have to be of halachic caliber to accept testimony, but it's similar to Ataris Nadar. That may not be true actually by Kiddush Achoresh. It could be that I'm wrong in their proper Dayanim as well, but they're extras because they. Yeah, it does say they're, that. They're not nothing, but they're not. I don't know if it's like a Taras Nadarim where as long as you're, as long as you're, as long as you're alive, you know, you can be a Dayan because uh, there are no other standards than being an adult Jewish male. Um, you don't have to read Hebrew. If I had to, you just have to, you have to have a clue of what's going on, but okay, read the art scroll. You'll be fine. Fine. So says the Gemara, maybe we have a kasha on, uh, on our Gemara, because Rabbi Abba was of the opinion that aid, that aid nasa dayan, that an aid was able to function as a dayan. Maybe we see over here that an aid is not able to function as a dayan because we forced collecting two other people to fill up the tribunal. Says the Gemara, let the, let the three of them stay where they are. And they can be Mekadesh the Chodesh, don't bring in an extra two people. And Omar Lay, Rabbi Abba says back to him, Afli didi He said, I raised the same question. 
Uh, you, you're, you're saying good. I raised the same question. And I asked my Rebbe, who was Rav Yitzchak Bar Shmuel, the son of Marta. Rav Yitzchak, the Rav Huna. Rav Yitzchak also asked this question to his Rebbe. This is a multi-generational question. Rav Huna l'chia bar Rav. L'chia bar Rav l'rav. The question went all the way back to the Tana slash Amora of Rav. The Omar Lahu, with simplicity, he threw off the question, Rav, and he said, Hanach le'edus ha'chodesh de'oraisa. The kiyum shtaros de'rabonah. You can't ask. You're comparing apples and oranges because when we're talking about Kiddush HaChodesh, of course we're going to have a higher standard and of course we're going to force to fill out the tribunal that when the two Dayanim break from the from the, from the the Dayanim in general and they give Edus to the one, but but by Kiddush HaChodesh, it's a dindo rice or it's not, it's Pasnish that you're going to give the Edus to one person. Go get two more people. Let the front two Dayanim give Edus to the third Dayan and two other people and then all is well and good. But Bikim Shtaros, that's the Rabbanon. We're going to stop right here and tomorrow night, Emir Tashem, we'll learn a blot and a half of Daf Chav Beis and Chav Kimul Wishing you all a beautiful night.